Hello friends, how are you? I am here and I'm messing stuff up. Bootleg is going to be pissed at me. Anyway, um, <laughs> welcome to Liberty 101. It is Monday night. That means we are here. Um, so let me get into the business of it all. First and foremost, <clears throat> the Libertarian Veteran Caucus, leading libertarians to veteran issues and leading veterans to libertarian solutions. James Toller for Kentucky. Go to Toller, T-O-L-L-E-R, the number for KY.com to donate today. He puts people over politics. And we got Chris By for Alaska's congressman. To learn more, go to itstimealaska.com. And as always, you can find us on all of these different platforms. Pick your favorite and go and look us up. And then, and bear with me because I have no voice. Um, make sure to go to electnataliebruno.com, help her out. And as always, you can always get merchandise, all your merchandise needs at proudlibertarian.com. Up there, you can get your not a real libertarian stuff, which by the way, guys, we are doing a t-shirt giveaway. So make sure you jump in on that meme contest. You can also get some, um, Keystone candidate merchandise. If you want to support any of the Keystone candidates as well. And that, oh, I'm going to do this one too for Brian. So Brian Kankowski, I think I butchered that, but it's okay. He's running down in Maryland, facebook.com backslash BK2 for Senate. Go and support him. Um, tonight's going to be low key because uh, I'm recovering from this. So I have my friend Dave on uh, who has the deep dive with him and i stole one of the things that he does on his show because it was really fun when i did it on his show so we're gonna do we did it last week with um nicole and lunatic so we're gonna do it again this evening he may or may not remember some of the answers we'll see i'm gonna guess first though because he's smarter than me but um and then we're gonna talk about some other recent events and uh have you guys join us in the comments and stuff like that hello hey. sir how you doing? I, I I mean, we've been out petitioning as it's that time of year. And so I have no voice after uh, recovering from an upper respiratory infection. So this is awesome. Understandable. I've, I've lived that life before. It's, it's not fun. <clears throat> yeah. Well, you're, my son thinks it's hilarious because it sounds like I'm trying to sing when I'm yelling at him is what I've been told. <laughs> yeah he thinks it's quite quite comical uh the fact that i have no voice but how have you been good good so last time i was on the show was your first show yeah it's been and a while. uh so i left the libertarian party uh memorial day weekend as many the, did as many did tomfoolery that happened in reno and um, I'm right now haven't made a commitment to another party. I'm, I'm kind of enjoying the political free agency at this point. I, I love what Keystone's doing. I love what the pirate party's doing. Um, I, I'm hoping that out of what happened with the LP, that hundreds of smaller parties pop up and bring the, the voice of liberty to, to people and, yeah. And, uh, you know, not only that, but also, uh, you know, not, not just political parties, but I think a lot of uh, liberty 
faith-based organizations are going to benefit from this yep. because you're seeing things like people for liberty the libertarian policy institute really picking up say, some nick, of the pieces nick's doing nick's doing great work up there especially with the that crazy stuff hey lunatic um especially with that crazy stuff he's doing with like the shadow lp and putting up candidates and stuff you know we believe in competition i mean no one has a monopoly right so yeah. the best candidate will get the best numbers yep and i think it's going to be keystone in pennsylvania I believe it's going to be Keystone of Pennsylvania too. I'm a little biased, you know, being the vice chair of the party, but, um, and, and a founder, you know, but I, I support, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people in the LP here in Pennsylvania that I still support my husband being one of them. And he's running for a congressional seat and I've collected signatures for him. I have not left the Liberty movement. I still support Liberty candidates. I just don't support neo-Nazis and, and misogynistic homophobes. Um, exactly. There's a reason. There's a reason you didn't see the Libertarian Party at the Pride events we were at this past weekend, and in the future weekends, they're not signed up for them. They are like goldmine petitioning locations, but they're goldmine for people who support that lifestyle, not for people who condemn it. Exactly. So, I've, I've told a lot of people since all this stuff's gone down is that even though the the vehicle that we've been on for, for liberty, the, the try of taking us down the road to liberty has put itself in the uh, in a ditch on the right side and has bent the frame and the engine's busted, uh, doesn't mean that the road isn't there still and doesn't mean that there aren't yeah. other vehicles to get in and get on the road to liberty. Uh, so find a vehicle that works for you or hitchhike. I don't care. Just keep going down Call the road. Call the Uber. Yeah, call an Uber. Yeah, call an Uber. Yeah, I mean, Nick's doing some great stuff up north. Um, I mean, I don't 100% agree with the Pirate Party's platform and stuff, but I, sure. I I support Drew. Drew is an amazing activist, an amazing guy. I consider him a friend. Um, I know there's some hurt feelings when we, you know, like when I left the LP that I didn't go to Pirate and some others didn't, um, which is understandable. But, uh, you know, I support him and, and his endeavors and, and wish the Pirate Party luck. And, you know, if they ever asked me to help collect, I'd be more than happy to. Um, you know, I think, you know, I had a bunch of conversations with people um, when we were collecting at like Pride. And they're like, so like, what's your platform? And they're like, what's Keystone? And I was like, you know, we're a coalition of independents who, you know, just want to see government kind of removed as like a helicopter mom. The government is kind of like a helicopter mom. And we want to be able you do you live your life the way you want to without it interfering into your everyday life. And they're like, oh, so, so kind of like the Libertarian Party. And I'm like, yeah, except they recently re removed the inclusion platform items of their platform and uh they're kind of you know uh platforming neo-nazis and groomers so i mean I, and then you know i followed up with there are people in the party trying to salvage it like my husband i said but at the end of the day you know that's commendable work but nine nazis sitting at a table and you sit down with them everyone's going to see 10 nazis sitting at that table and yeah. i I want to fight the system. I don't want to fight for a philosophy of a political party. So that's why we left. And they were like, if you don't like it, leave. Okay. 
Yeah. And then, hey, where'd everybody go? <laughs> and then it's, oh, well, they're, they're just running off with a temper tantrum and this and that. And we're going to make fake Twitter accounts and call people cucks and all of this stupid stuff. And it's like, yo, we've left you behind. Like, you know, like we're talking about it now because, you know, there's things that pop up here and there. But like, I'm, I, I've got so much more to worry about in my day. Like, I don't, I don't troll on Facebook. I give two craps. I got friends over there. They're like, come into the Thunderdome. No. No. Nope. I got better things to do in my life than to be in the Thunderdome. I ended up talking to, um, we were in Lancaster yesterday at a street event petitioning, and some of the Lanco guys were there. All my friends, by the way. We got a picture together. Tim was there. My husband obviously was there. Um, John and Adam. And then Ben Heckman showed up. Do you know who Ben is? I have not met you that name. No. Ben is a used to be with Young Americans for Liberty, um, and then some stuff happened with like management and the way that they were treating their employees and stuff, and so he left. He's he's a Mises guy. Um, he's nice. He's got poor poor choices and friendships, if you ask me. <clears throat> Dave Smith, <clears throat> Jacob Winograd. Yeah. Um, but uh, we got talking. <laughs> And I, I got a commitment from him and he probably, I'm not sure if he'll ever see this or if he'll be happy if I say this, but I got a commitment from him that he said his loyalty lies to the Liberty party, Liberty, like the movement and not to a faction or a party. And I said, okay. I said, here's the thing though, in 2024 and they're setting it up now, they're going to pull the candidate for president and endorse the Republican candidate. And he goes, no, they're not. I said, they absolutely 100% are going to do that in some way, shape or form. So I got his handshake commitment that if that happens, he's leaving the LP. I think so much will happen prior to that, but that will for, you know, and I would think many people would leave, but real quick, Joe Solosky Keystone's candidate for governor will be on Lunatic Libertarian in about in less than an hour. So go from my show over to. Um, sorry, and then nine Nazis sitting at a table gets reduced in numbers as it attends the table. Nap naturally. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just too many libertarians are not confrontational. I am not one. I I think I, I, yeah I think a lot of people uh, saw people coming in and because the Libertarian Party is small we're like we can't drive people out because we're small they're willing to do work problem is they didn't do work they just sat in the uh, sat in the peanut gallery and picked apart the people that did the work oh it's it's so funny you say that. Because so I had a conversation with Ben Heckman, who is good friends with Jacob Wintergrad, who lives five feet from my house. And uh, and we were talking about how, like, Jacob's the new chair of York LP and how he pushed Nicole and I out of York and he would shit on everything that we did in the party. Um, he did not think trash cleanups were beneficial. He did not think food drives were beneficial. He did not think community outreach was beneficial, like in like doing service. Um, he also 
didn't like he never volunteered for anything he never volunteered to stand at the polls on election day to like you know try and you know you know support our candidates um and he was running for office mind you um he never did parade or any kind of marketing aspect for the party and then he would sit there and complain he's like so those don't those things that you do don't make sense like they don't they don't help the party grow like you don't see more people sitting in this in this room and i'm like okay yeah there's like one or two more people than there was you know a year ago but york county had some of the highest percentage totals for for libertarians on the polls you can't okay we can't get people who say they're libertarians and donate to the party to show up to do shit do you think you're going to recruit someone who's been a Republican, a Democrat, or an independent for so long to all of a sudden jump shit from their political, you know, political background and come over and devote time, money, and energy to a party that they know next to nothing about? Absolutely not. It's not going to happen. Yeah. No, it's not. It's and an Eagles fan. It's trying to get an Eagles fan to be a Cowboys fan. And, and, and it's just not, it's not going to happen. You got to show them why the Cowboys are better than the Eagles in this analogy, which they totally are, by the way. But you have to show them why they're better and actually exemplify why they're better. And then they'll see the way you would think and come over, you know, it's just so anyway, I told Ben Heckman, he doesn't do anything. He's like, well, that's not what Jacob says. He says he does a ton. I said, he is lying to you. He ain't done nothing in your county except for show up to meetings and they can't even hold a meeting because they can't make quorum well and there's one thing i'm like a lot of these guys will say i'm doing a lot for the liberty movement and they're doing this and and this is has value but it's really preaching to the choir like yeah. we're, we're talking to friends here um uh, you know until you get a deal where it's broadcast over cnn or or msnbc or or one of these news channels we're not really reaching out too much. There's a goal to do that. It'd be great if we got viral and all of a sudden everybody's watching the show. But, you know, uh, even even things like Dave Smith's part of the problem, which gets a, a, you know, a few thousand people to watch, it's generally the same people. It's the, yeah. it's the, it's the true believers and it's not expanding the movement by any measurable way. And, and what they're expanding into is not a fertile ground for bringing a groundswell of people into it, uh, the, the, especially the type of people that you really want to bring into a party. You know, if we bring in 50,000 alt-right folks into the party, I, you know, did you Is it the Libertarian Party then? Like, yeah, did, did you that's, what ben Heck, that's what Yeah, that's what Ben Heckman said. You know, I was, I was criticizing the national LPs, like, recent tweeter tweeters twitter what yes you did it too i've been recent i've been criticizing their tweets recently and you know like just a, like the covid shot for kids for example like these are things that i don't believe national should be tweeting about and if they're going to at least make them sound professional don't like sound like some 40 year old sitting in your mom's basement and he goes oh well ever since we started tweeting like that we've gotten over a hundred thousand followers or something like that and so many thousand new members of the party and i was like but are they actually libertarians oh yeah 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 they are oh 
Okay. And, and that bold messaging is what finally brought them over. Okay. You know, when, when Bill Weld, you know, said those positives or endorsed or whatever Clinton, I kind of like, was like, I was supporting Johnson at that point. I wasn't supporting Johnson. Weld. I was supporting Johnson because I still believe in Gary and, and I was able to disassociate, you know, the two people and I don't see these look, you know, the, the current LP as it is now being able to separate these people. And, you know, I'd really love for this to happen because Spike is a good friend and I think he would be a phenomenal candidate, but it's not going to happen. They're going to put up Dave Smith with Ma no. Tory or something. No, uh, Spike is running really hard to be a, the second choice of the, the Mises folks. And that is, it's not a recipe to, to succeed. He's going to have to differentiate himself and bring in folks that are not Mises to, to win the nomination. That's, that's his job for the next two years. And I don't know that he can do that. Which he's trying to do. He's got the you are the power thing, which I think could be a benefit of trying to reach outside of, you know, the echo chamber. Um, I will say that what we're doing in Keystone is what we were trying to do, at least in Pennsylvania with the Libertarian Party, which was leave the echo chamber, you know, reach out to the independents and, you know, the disgruntled major party people who just are registered that way because of primaries and stuff like that. You know, try and a, a, a appeal to them on different aspects. And the way that we're running this party, we're seeing that. We're seeing organizations retweeting our posts that are not libertarian, that are not these. They're, they're single-issue coalitions that are picking up our posts and sharing it. And we're getting followed by people. And, like, politics1.com and stuff is, like, tweeting about us, like, that is what our goal is, is to reach the independence and liberty-minded folk who just don't feel like they have a home. And be, and I we're seeing a lot of traction. We have um, about 20 states that have talked about starting affiliates in them for Keystone. And I, I think that that's the recipe for success. And I, I don't think the LP is ever going to have that with the way that their foundation is set up. Well, I think as things get worse for the LP, that they're going to get I think the Mises will realize that perhaps that they're in over their head and, and they're going to go down with the ship and they're going to, the, the messaging is going to get much more worse and much more aggressive. And it's going to make it very untenable for the state parties that choose to remain that aren't Mises dominated, such as Texas or Indiana. It'd be harder for them to stay in because, you know, it's one thing like when LPNH, makes a bad tweet or you know this week we had delaware who i also got uh banned from um uh, makes a you know a tweet about lgbtqia being uh groomers and things like that um you know it's one thing when a state does it but when the national party does that it paints everyone and that's the hard thing to overcome is when that national party makes that messaging, and that's why we, we've been saying, I know Jen Moore has been saying, national parties should not be doing messaging. That's the role of the candidate. Mm -hmm. uh, because now you've got, you've, got, you've got folks like Chase in, in Georgia, um, your husband, you've got people in uh, Alabama uh, that are running cam campaigns that are not 
they don't care about the national Twitter feed, but they're going to end up paying the price because the national Twitter feed is going to embarrass them at some point. They're going to get mm-hmm. hit with, you know, like Chase is going to be um, every every year they have a, a Senate election or a House election. PBS does a big debate, and the Libertarian Party is always invited to that because they are on the ballot. So Chase will be on there, and there's a good chance that Chase is, you know, and a lot of times they don't get a whole lot of questions in these things. It's usually just between the Democrat and the Republican, but they, uh, you know, the the question Chase might get is, your national Twitter said this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, especially uh, Chase... Uh, being in the GSM community, if it's something about the GSM community, that makes it doubly hard for them. Yeah. And no, these people have I invested mean, we... thousands of dollars in their li- in time and their, their lives to do this stuff, and they're they're going to get scuttled by a bunch of dipshit edlord- edgelords. Well, I saw that. I saw that, and that was prior to reno this is prior to like most of the states being taken over too i saw it with tim mcmaster's senate uh, special election senate campaign last spring when new hampshire was tweeting out all those ridiculous things that jeremy kaufman was tweeting out then like that's new hampshire and it was affecting a special election senate run in pennsylvania like tim had to answer for some of those things and it was like you should have to. And I had that conversation with Ben because he's like, Oh, the bold messaging is like doing good things. And I'm like, the bold messaging should not be coming from the political party. Bold messaging should be coming from single issue coalitions, PACs and candidates. And then, and those people are going to say, Oh, and we support the libertarian party or Keystone party, or, you know, or, you know, we endorse candidate, this pack endorses candidates from this party and this party, because these parties support this, this, you know, issue. And that's where, and he's like, Oh, I can see that. I was like, yeah, look at the Republicans and the Democrats, whether you like them or not, you don't see them spewing from national, you know, um, accounts and stuff all of the bold messaging, all of their things. No, you see them platforming Trump. You see them platforming Ted Cruz. You see them platforming AOC, Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton. These are the people that are making these bold statements. These are the people whose names are in the paper. And it's saying Hillary Clinton, comma, Democrat. Or it's saying AOC, comma, Democrat. That is where you're getting the political attachment to stand with those issues. And no one... I feel like there's so many freaking idiots in that party that just don't understand how to properly market and how to properly campaign. And, you know, my husband and I have had this conversation um, regarding his congressional run and he has a very uh, (laughs) specific uh, response that he'll have if anyone tries to address any of this crap that's in the media or, or on social media and stuff like that from the national tweets or even our state stuff because oh my god <laughs> the libertarian party of pennsylvania has a has a tiktok account oh no and it's run by one guy who is a fed Okay, I don't know if you all know this, but Constantine works for the federal government. He is legitimately a Fed, okay, and he is running their TikTok account, and he looks like he belongs in Twilight. Okay, he's got pale as can be with beard, and he cannot properly talk. Like I don't, I don't ever try to like. You won't see me necessarily on our TikTok for Keystone 
Um, I did a, a funny video to the Lizzo song, but it was a trending song to get people to come over to to, to our page. I like that um, one. Yeah, it was a good one, and it had our candidates in the background. It was pulling people in to, to see our candidates, and it was a trending song. Anyway, there's a purpose. There's a marketing aspect to it. <clears throat> Constantine gets on their freaking TikTok page and just talks about random stuff about how Tom Woods, or not Tom Woods, Tom Wolf, forgot about your grandma during COVID. And I was like, friend, that was two years ago. Like, find some new material. Like, find new material. It's just, uh, we could go on all day. But I would yeah. like to do the CNN quiz to see how yeah. you actually know. Yeah, absolutely. I like to stay in my own little bubble. And when things directly affect me or I'm having a conversation is kind of when I like decide to educate myself, if I can be completely honest. So we got, so, eight, out, we got eight out of 10 last night. So. Okay. Let's see. Let's see I, well, I, you know the answers. I Yeah. Well, remember, I'm almost 50. So I don't know how, how good my, my mind's going to be. So. Side note. Hold on, because you said 50 and it made me think of something. Today, when we were driving with, when I was driving with Ollie, he asked me how old I was. And I don't know if you know this, but I, I, my birthday is in two weeks. It's on July 2nd. So I was I'm like, first. do you want to know? Oh, look at that. Yeah. Uh, Bree Ryan Smith, our friend, is the first two. Um, so, and what's funny is Bree's husband, Aaron, his birthday is the 26th of April and my husband's birthday is April 27th. And then Bree's birthday is July 1st and my birthday is July 2nd. So it's like we're one day separated. Anyway, so Ollie goes, mommy, how old are you? And I said, well, do you want to know how old I am now or, or, or what I'm going to be in two weeks? And he goes, what now? And I said, well, I'm 34. He goes, do you think you'll make it to 50? And I was like, "Is all people like die at like 50? And I was like, sweetheart, Pappy is 63. Like, I will make it 50. And then we went, he goes, well, well, how old is the oldest person in the world? Do you know this? Do you know how old the oldest person in the world oh, is? In the oldest person who lived was 124. The oldest person who lived is what I meant. How much? Yeah, 100, 124 years old. Jean Calmet in no. France. 122 and 164 or five days and she was from france so you have that aspect right we looked it up today it's 122 and 164 65 days yeah the the uh, the current well not the current but the the um the one that was the longest living current she just she just died and i think it's currently a Japanese person, but side note, I'm very sorry about that, Justin. And I guess my, the correct wording I should have used is God willing. I'll obviously make it past 50. Um, but no, he was like, can you make it to 200? And I was like, no, he's like, can I make it to 200? I was like, if there's significant science advances, possibly, I mean, he's eight. So, I mean, a lot can happen <laughs> in a hundred years. Yeah. So anyway, I just you said you were fifty, and I thought you'd get a kick out of the fact that my son thinks you're dead. Um, <laughs> Not yet. I'm forty nine in a, in a couple weeks, so getting there. What's funny is Dave is forty one, so Dave's knocking apparently on death's door too. Hold on. One second. 
<coughs> okay. Let me share this screen. Okay. Which wildly popular show was given green lit for a new season? Game of Thrones, which is not it because that show ended a while ago. Um, Friends is not coming back as much as I would like it. Um, Breaking Bad is not coming back either because I really like had a mental breakdown when I wanted a, a like a sequel and I thought there was going to be one. And then my heart was broken when I found that it was just like a fake thing. And by the, I'm going to say squid games. Yeah. Yep. These are really bad choices. Like they could have done like other shows. Yeah. These yeah, all are like years old. The um, so the interesting thing is not only are they doing a second season of Squid Game, but they're going to be doing like a live action Squid Game with real oh. people. Now it's not like the the losers don't get yeeted out of a trebuchet or anything like that. Um, the basically it's it's for cash prizes rather than you know, death. So death. Okay. Uh, I've personally never seen it, have no desire to see it. I, I did the filter one time on, on Facebook or Twitter or not Twitter, TikTok or something. I have no desire. <laughs> so let's move yeah. on to help reduce cable clutter and waste. Which continent will soon require Apple and other smartphone makers to support a single common charging standard for all mobile devices? First of all, I'm going to say that I don't see Apple jumping on board with this at all because they're notorious for changing their thing. But I'm going to say it's Asia because I feel like those are a lot more like uh, environmentally friendly and compact people who don't like a lot of like random stuff around the house. Oh, well, wow. it's Europe. Yeah, so Europe... Actually, this is kind of an older story because Europe, uh, it's, it's coming into force soon, but uh, Europe has been on Apple to merge their charging ports with, uh, with the other competitors, I guess you could say. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, uh, we were talking about this last night. Uh, the thing that I'm worried about is that it's going to things like this stifle innovation. Like it sounds good. Like, yeah, who wants to get like three different plugs to plug in your, your various phones? Like, you know, my, my family is a split family. I have Android. My wife has Apple. So oh, we are, um, uh, you know, yeah, we've got two. whenever we need to plug in, we need to make sure we got the right power cords. So, um, you know, yeah, I get the the convenience aspect of it, but uh, USB C is not the current. Uh, you know, is the current kind of big thing. But in three years, it may be something different. And yeah. uh, you know, I, I think that they're just going to kind of default to this USB C for far longer than they need to do it. Well, I I mean, we're a split house too. Dave has an Android or has an iPhone for his personal phone, and then an Android for his work phone, and then I have an Android. And I like that we have two different phones because he always loses his charger. And if we have the same one, he's going to lose his and then steal mine, which is then going to get lost, and then I'm going to have to keep buying new ones. So. <laughs> And five below is not just five and below anymore because that's where I buy my chargers. They are 
just like the dollar store, they had to increase in prices. So I'm not trying to spend extra money. Okay. A bipartisan group of senators announced an agreement on, on gun safety legislation this week, but a few minor, major reforms were not included in the proposed deal. Which measure did lawmakers leave out? I actually know a little bit of this because I remember reading about it. Um, and I know that it was like 16 people from the Republicans and the Democrats or something like that, or six. Well, it was 20, 20 senators, uh, 10 from each party that were in that group, bipartisan okay. group. And the significance of the, okay, 10, the 10 Republicans is that it moves it past a, uh, okay. moves it past like a certain mile marker pass to, to pass it. So. Uh, we, this is actually one of the questions we got wrong last night. Uh, we, we had a disagreement. Um, Let's see if I can figure it out. Enhanced review process for gun buyers under 21. Investment in mental health. Ban on military-style assault weapons. Funding to improve school security. Funding is not something that's in it. If I remember correctly. It's I think actually, it left... Hold on. I... I know that there's there's stuff in there for under 21. There's stuff in there from 18 to 21, if I remember correctly. Um, I want to say it's the school security. It is not. Yeah, it's the it assault weapons ban. They they did not. What did you guys What did you guys fight over? We, we did. Uh, we went with the enhanced new re- review process for buyers under 21. Um, I, I was on the radio a couple weeks ago. We had a guy from uh, the local gun store talk about you know, gun control measures. And one of the interesting things he told us was um, the federal background checks, because that's, you know, that, that the enhanced review process for gun buyers under 21, that's, that's part of it. Um, he said that if a review process goes beyond three days, they turn the gun over. It's, it's considered the, the federal government did not do its due process. So um, the, the, gun is given to the to the customer um which leads to interesting things like if you know, the government eventually comes back and says yeah this person shouldn't have a gun then they have to contact the atf for them to go out to the person's house and confiscate the weapon so i am uh there's something that should probably not be up uh, <laughs> but uh <clears throat> i am um, oh my gosh <clears throat> i am getting a uh, Keystone is doing a like prize thing right now for petitioning, and the person who gets the most signatures between May 18th and June 25th gets a free gun. Nice. And I am the top person right now. I don't own a gun, so I'm very excited about the the potential of having said gun to be able to go to the shooting range and let out some steam, or just protect my family. So that's there very you go. But um. I knew about the 18 to 21. Um, I remember reading it in an article about this, but I also, <clears throat> excuse me, remember talking to people at Pride Fest on Saturday because one of the, you know, obviously a lot of people at Pride are more left-leaning. <clears throat> so a lot of them had concerns with the pro-2A stance of the Keystone Party. So we had a lot of conversations and they were like, well, you know, what about this? And, you know, we talked about the 18 to 21 aspect. And I was like, honestly, some people might not like this. I think it should be one straight age for everything. If you're going to make people wait till they're 21 to have a cigarette and smoke, 
it should be a flat age then for there, but that should also include enlistment and stuff like that. Like it, you shouldn't be able to enlist when you're 18 and die for your country. And then, but you can't smoke and have a drink until you're 21. Like, or take hundreds of thousands of dollars in student loan debt. Yeah. (laughs) If if you're going to have all these ridiculous restrictions and stuff, you should have one number because then you're like, Oh, I'm 18. I can do this and this, but I can't do this and this. It's stupid. So anyway, yeah, that's why I knew it wasn't that one. Um, and I didn't remember reading anything about school security, but it would make sense that they added it with Evalde and stuff like that that recently happened. So, okay. I read about this stuff. I don't know if I know the answer, but I know about these stupid freaking Nazi people. Um, <laughs> police arrest. They were they were in a U-Haul. Yeah. Um, police arrested 31 men this week believed to be affiliated with the white nationalist group Patriot Front. Tom Woods probably supports them, who allegedly planned to riot at an LGBTQ pride event. Where was this event? I want to say. Oh, where was it? Where was it? Oh, gosh. Nope, I was wrong. I was going to say Idaho, but I didn't think it was north. I thought it was freaking south. Yeah, it was Idaho. Did you see the picture of the bug shots? These people think that they're a superior race. Like they they look like trailer park. Like and I okay, that that so that might offend some people. Um there are really nice trailer parks now because mobile homes have been manipulated and adapted to be nice facilities. And when I so when I say trailer park, I mean I, I mean missing teeth torn down from 1972 not kept up the roof is leaking the gas isn't paid there's critters everywhere trailer park yeah are they, these they're, guys the there's, there's one guy who is uh who looked like uh farva from uh from super troopers Let's see Why can I not type? Mugshot of 31 people arrested. Can't type tonight. There There you go, folks. Want to see what they look like? Yeah, the guy uh, top left. Second one from the left looks looks like Farva. Pasty Farva. There you go. This guy looks pretty awesome right here. Seriously. This guy, this guy looks, he looks like the guy from Shrek. This one, (laughs) Rumpelstiltskin from Shrek. Have you ever seen Forever After? The last one we've been in. There's one, there's one that's giving blue steel. Uh, I've seen these pictures so many times, they just they kind of blend together. Um, yeah, the guy in the top, top uh, right. He's given blue steel. This guy didn't realize that there was no party for him, even though he's got a mullet. Anyway. Okay. Next one. Broadway's biggest stars were recognized this week at which prestigious award show? Uh, I'm going to guess Tony's. Yes. Because I know that the Tony's are a Broadway show. I recently found out that Leah Michelle, do you know who Leah Michelle is? Yeah, she was on uh, Glee. 
yeah, she was dating Corey. Um, what's his face? When um when he passed. Yeah. And uh, but I found out. I watched. I, I saw an article, but then a TikTok came up. So I don't know what's going on with Leah Michelle recently. But I know she's done some Broadway or tried to do some Broadway stuff. That they hated her on Glee. Like she was a horrible cast member. She was horrible to like. She thought she was like the the top shit and everything like that. I was just she was like I liked her. Like I followed her career for a little bit after she left Glee, um, but I just found that interesting. So in case you didn't know that, Leah Michelle is apparently a bitch. Okay. <laughs> Gas prices in the U.S. recently hit a new record high. On average nationwide, how much does it cost for a regular for regular gas? It's five dollars. Yep. However, well, I know Maryland suspended their gas tax a while ago. I don't know if it's still suspended. No, it it went back up because I I live right on the other side of the Maryland border in West Virginia. Okay. And we would go into Maryland to get gas. Now everything is right around forty five. Rain. So yeah, I remember because I work. Well, we live in York, and I'm about 45 minutes from Baltimore, so it takes me about 20 minutes to get to the border. So it's uh, you know I'm right there too, and where I work most of the time is even closer. So the one day I was like out of gas, I needed gas, and I was like, I'm just so driving 15 minutes home. I'm just going to drive 15 minutes the other way and go to Maryland and get cheaper gas. But I did hear recently that it was more. But I, I, I think New York was talking about suspending their gas tax. Um, and in Pennsylvania, there's a lot of people p- trying to urge and push Wolf to suspend it as well. Because I don't know if you know this. I assume you do. Pennsylvania is one of the largest or is the largest gas tax in the whole country. Oh, yeah. The, Even though we have the crappiest roads. The The scariest thing is, you know, you're driving up 81, you go... From West Virginia, which is uh, West Virginia, and especially in the Eastern Panhandle, has incredibly high gas compared to the rest of the state. Um, uh, Virginia's moderate. You get into West Virginia, which is high. Maryland generally is high unless they're suspended. And then you get into Pennsylvania, and like, what in the hell just happened? Like the first gas yeah. station in Pennsylvania, you're like, how is it five sixteen here? <laughs> and what's crazy is, you know, living in the area, I can usually. They remember which ones are a little bit more and a little bit less, you know, and I, I, I make the drive to the one that's a little bit less, but like, obviously the ones that are on the highway are going to be more. So the ones right off of 83 and stuff like that are going to be more, but then like you get this like sweet spot, like you're like 10 minutes away from the highway, but you're not in like bump Egypt. So, cause so, like when I go down into like Airville, which is like, farmland and yeah. i go to the rudders down there it's as much as it is on the interstate and it's because they're all the way out there and they know that no one else has gas in the area so i try and hit those like right in the middle where they could you know got a little bit of competition so they have to try and manipulate the price um <coughs> and then i've been trying to alternate like my gas points and then my rudders points and then my gas points but who is this person? What is the biggest security threat in the Asia Pacific region, according to Fiji's Minister of Defense? I assume that's who that is. Um, I'm going to say climate change. 
Yep. I, I and there's a reason. Um, I feel like that area is very affected by the like water, like you know what I mean, like all of the the oceans and lakes and and bodies of water around there. There, especially Fiji. Um, that the climate change aspect is going to change their their weather patterns and affect their their land area really everything. yeah their land their their tourist tourism and their businesses and everything like that the way that they fill and i didn't even read any of this down here uh minister said climate change poses the biggest security threats the low-lying pacific islands which include fiji tonga and Somalia are some of the most vulnerable countries in the world to the extreme weather effects caused by climate change, yep. which doesn't really go into detail why, but I assume it's obviously because of the the location. Hey, I'm not doing pretty bad. What did I get wrong so far? Just two, three. Just kidding. Three. I'm about 50-50. <laughs> uh, this is Yellowstone. Yes. I remember this. And I remember seeing the picture of it because it's like, how are they ever going to repair that? They're not going to be able to repair that. That road is like dead now, in my opinion, because it goes like so drastically in it. it was It's just been destroyed. Have you seen like a aerial photo of that? Yeah, it's going to be difficult. They're probably going to have to slice into the mountain on the other side, which you would think is counterintuitive for... Uh, you know, a national park that you would slice into a mountain uh, in protected lands. But, um, you know, uh, Mother Nature will um, will do what it does. And, yes. you know, that it's not the first time that river's been changed, you know, the uh, due to flooding or or whatever, it's the, the passage of time. But... Yeah, it's just see, I do follow some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, according to the White House, how soon could COVID nineteen vaccines be available for children as young as nine months? It is this. No, it's not. I knew it was soon. I knew it wasn't. I knew. I knew it was soon. I... Yeah, yeah, very soon. In fact, uh, I believe they've already announced that they're going to have. Uh, that the the vaccines are ready for for next week for distribution to children as young as six months. I don't know that I would do six months. I mean, that's. I'll be frank. Little... My eight year old, my eight year old doesn't have it. Um, he is is asked not to get it. We've explained the pros and cons and the benefits, and we I've I've personally talked to doctors. His dad wants him to get it. I'm more on the stance with some of the side effects that young boys are having that I want him to wait a little bit. Um, but I can almost guarantee that his three and a half year old will probably have the shot here soon. And when his new, his newborn turns six months, I guarantee that he'll probably have it. Uh, actually he might already be immune to it because she got COVID while she was pregnant. And I think that there were some studies showing that, exposure they could find like immunity in the baby if i remember correctly mm. but i wouldn't yeah i mean i'm hesitant to do it on my then seven six seven year old and now eight year old i couldn't imagine doing it on a six month old yeah i mean that just seems a little a little early i mean you, unless you're dropping your six month old off for uh some sort of daycare i i don't see any real need to do it well See, 
I, I don't even think that that's even a necessity of a situation because there are other vaccines and immunizations and stuff that children get that they don't even get till they're one or two or three years old yeah. because of the way the body can react and stuff. And I, I there, there's a, I just think their bodies are too young and they, especially at six months, a lot of them are still, if their parents are, or their mom or, or, or um, mother figure, or whatever is breastfeeding, excuse me. <coughs> they're getting a lot of their immunization from that. And I just, I think that there's so many more natural remedies that, that the mother and, and the child can get. Yeah. And I, I just think loading them up with, toxins which is basically i mean it's a it's an effective toxin but it's something that's foreign from our body being injected into it but to each their own and i support anyone's decision to do it is just take the time and research and blah la di da di da do your research last one which automaker recalled 2.9 million vehicles this year I know this answer. It is. I don't know this answer. I'm just going to click this. I was wrong. Ford. Yep. That doesn't surprise me. Found on road dead. I am yep. not a Ford girl. <laughs> uh, due to issues that could prevent certain models from shifting into correct gear. That That's an issue. That would suck. It calls them to move <laughs> unintended direction. So they said that this is the same thing. Uh, I don't know if you remember a few years ago, they did the reboot of uh, the Star Trek movies with the young cast and the, the young guy that played Chekhov, Anton Yelchin, was killed by a car that went into gear and crushed him. Uh, and this is the same issue that that and I think it was a Ford that did that then, too. So this is an issue that Ford has not addressed as their cars, you know, as they build new cars. So it'd be nice if they fixed this stuff. Yeah, I, that, I mean, that's a huge dilemma right now though, too, with the way that the market is for cars, it's going to increase all the prices then too, because there's less of a mark, there's less inventory out there if they're recalling all of those. And that's a significant amount of, of, um, we, uh, the, the unintended directions just makes me laugh because there was a car accident outside my house earlier. Uh -oh. And the car hit someone as they were turning. So, like, I don't know if they intended to go that way. But that one car did, did not intend to be facing the way it ended up. Yeah. I was dancing in the middle of the street trying to direct traffic because I, it's very hot pavement and I had no shoes on. Ouch. Super hot. <clears throat> But uh, this thing here, that is. That's it, I think. Yep, is, ten. Is it? I got five out of ten. Yeah, Woo! I know fifty percent of current news. Woo! Not bad. <laughs> it's all right. I have more people with me. But I can tell you what's happening in my local area, and I feel like that's a little bit more. Uh, that should be more, much more important. Like I can tell you how the problem, I shouldn't have been having to need to be out there directing traffic this afternoon 
because the fire police should be able to do that job properly. But they don't have a plan set up for where that accident is because it was right on Main Street. And the, But there's two alleys that are like half a block up that we ended up diverting traffic into so that they wouldn't cluster even more at the accident at the light. And like, we shouldn't be doing that. The fire police should be doing that. Why don't not, they not have something like that set up? Have one alley go eat or have one alley go east and have one alley go west and, and direct the traffic. Cut. So the accident happened here and there's a light here or there's no light here and there's a light here. They should have been stopping traffic at both of those intersections yep. so that there was plenty of room for the tow trucks and the fire trucks. Cause the car was on like smoking. It was almost on fire. Like there should have been no one around. The car should not have been going past it. So they should have shut it off at the pizza shop and they should have shut it off at the bank and they should have been diverting traffic through the side streets. That wasn't happening. And th- uh, I mean, that's an issue with our local stuff. There's so many other things too. But so, do you want to hear uh, some political gossip? National political gossip. Yes, one hundred percent. So um, there is a rumor about uh, crazy Congresswoman Lauren Boebert out of Colorado. Okay. Um, I, I don't know if you've ever seen her. She's fairly attractive woman um but she's crazy she was one of the the two congresswomen that were screaming at joe biden at the uh at the uh state of the union address so the group that really attacked madison cawthorn and, ha- and found all those um videos of him uh naked humping his cousin and okay. uh you know uh doing so you know in drag and things like that um, and really kind of sank his congressional run, are running this stuff that Lauren Boebert supposedly, allegedly, uh, w- was a um, unlicensed call girl. And that she was, uh, she met with, as a client, a member of the um, the Koch Institute. And the Koch the Institute was... Uh, Guy got her in contact with Ted Cruz and convinced her to run for Congress. Now, to me, that's stupid. Yeah. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But honestly, I think this group that did the the stuff to Cawthorn, it, the source of it, you know, people will say, oh, it's just a left-wing group that's going after a Republican congressman. I actually think this is a right-wing group. I think it's, I think it is, um, if you ever saw the, old british series house of cards the you know the leadership of the party tends to know all of the dirt on their own membership and these folks are problems to the leadership of the republican party they don't like them as much you know probably worse than than what the normal public does because it does give the you know establishment republicans a black eye even though they do quite a bang up job of it themselves. Um, but I, I'm, I'm thinking that they're behind this. Well, that doesn't surprise me. I'm a conspiracy theorist. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like not like straight up, like far extreme, you know, like we didn't go to, go to the moon. Like we, we went to the moon. It would have cost way too much money to try and replicate what the, anyway. Yeah. Um, CGI but, wasn't that good back then. 
Yeah, CJ, like, come on, you saw Star Wars, like, this shit was not good back then. Anyway, um, you know, but like, Dave told me something he heard or read recently, so this is secondhand, so don't come at me in the comments or anything like that, it's about Uvalde, Uvalde, whatever, but like, I guess the kid who, the 18-year-old that shot up the school and stuff, um, he was found who had like no job or anything like no money, low come, low income family, but he was found with like $10,000 worth of like military style, police style stuff, well, like guns, yeah, gun, armor. The gun that he had, he had two guns and they were like really high end of the yeah. AR 15s. They are, they're like the, the very high end. Now I'm not a gun expert by any stretch of the imagination. And he also, the other thing was they said he had this brand new truck. Now, I don't know his family situation. That was, that's the only thing. I, if I knew, like, yeah, his family was definitely low income, then I'd be like, okay, yeah, that doesn't make sense. But perhaps his, you know, uh, you know he was, I know he was being raised by his grandmother. I don't know what yeah. happened with that. But, um, yeah, it's, it, it is a really but, weird. The whole story is just. So uh, he was found with all of that stuff, right? And then you add in the fact that. The cops who are trained literally to jump in front of people to save them stood outside for an hour and stopped parents from going in to individually try and save their children. Okay. Then I guess it's not, it wasn't this guy, but there's another kid. Um, it was like a whole, Dave's into all these conspiracy and like documentary. He found something that said Hitler never died and stuff. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But um, Oh yeah, I've seen that before. He found, uh, like, in the article or whatever, in the documentary, it was about how this mom found messages between her son, who's, like, a loner, with a fed, talking about giving him stuff to do, like, a school shooting. See, and, you know, it's so not like, more, it's like I, You know, it is far-fetched. You're like, oh, they wouldn't do that. But, I mean, you, you look at the story where um, the, the Michigan group that was supposed to kidnap the governor and take her and execute her on some remote island where it you know they weren't convicted because it was shown that there was a fed that was trying to uh goad them into doing that and to me there i I don't i mean it's 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 a very scary proposition midterms yeah well yeah well in gun control <laughs> isn't it yeah you, yeah you can make the case for gun control that they wanted to put that on the the uh the radar and and try and get more sympathy i mean we just had the 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 crap that went down in buffalo um well, and i've heard people had- talk about that where the you know this is like a 23 year old kid who's never been in you know really been out of his house and he the the way that he went into the this because he live streamed live streamed and people yeah. saw it the way that he attacked the store was you know kind of Navy Seal esque like that that it you know it said that he had far more training than uh, just a kid who had never been outside of his home. You okay over there? Uh randomly i will get like a tickle that just decides to throw me into like a fit oh yeah and that's 
But yeah, I mean, the, <laughs> it's Ooh, scary to contemplate that if if the federal government is putting resources into doing that to to murder nineteen people, yeah, to raise an issue or to uh, improve a party's election chances, that is a scary <laughs> proposition. It's not one. It's not a leap that I'm quite there to make, but there's a lot of questions about this whole thing. And you know that the, of course, the Uvalde Police Department is not cooperating. Um, right. They're they're uh, refusing to talk to investigators from the ATF. So, and the state of Texas. Well, and the, so that's my bigger thing is like Texas is known for their guns. You know what I mean? So like. This didn't happen in California where they're more left and, you know, more not pro to a and stuff like that. This happened in a state. And I think like that's what kind of sells it a little bit more for me about trying to change the narrative, trying to change the agenda like of what's happening. Because when is the last time we heard anything about the Roe v. Wade stuff? Oh, I know. Yeah. Like, it was a huge thing. It was, oh, in the beginning of June, they're going to make this, you know, this ruling and stuff. And it was Roe v. Wade. It was women laying outside of of um, federal courthouses, you know, with blood between their, you know, fake blood between their legs. It was women dressed up as handmaids. It was this whole, like, thing. And I was for it. I am for it. I'm for allowing, you know, getting the government out of, you know, our decision makings still pro-life personally but um you know and then we jumped into that the distraction got made from the johnny depp trial and that kind of went to the wayside yeah but and it's supposed to drop this week that that decision is going to drop this week i think this is the last the last week that they release decisions for the supreme court uh for this term yeah. so it's going to drop this week and that you know that's going to reignite the firestorm but you know again that's another issue that you know i think helps democrats more than than uh republicans so you know they're going to welcome that um i just don't see with the current economic uh conditions in the united states the the uh you know the interest rates they just rose and and the 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 you know all the the inflation and everything i still think that the democrats are just going to get slaughtered the uh, at the midterm elections and there's nothing that's going to stop it they could have a mass shooting every week you know every hour on the hour uh killing everyone except for democrats and i still think they lose the election well i think that the proof there is you know i the january 6 hearings went on and stuff like that but there I, I, they were in the news but it was nothing as loud as Uvalde. It was nothing as loud as Roe v. Wade, which everyone says it was the like a, a pivotal point in our country's, you know, history. This, this, you know, coup. This everything, you know, um, this attack, like, de- like a uh, domestic terrorism that happened on January six. And here we are having a hearing talking about, you know, the different aspects of it and and you know, who was in the lead and charge. And I know um, Scott Perry's name has been brought up and he's from Pennsylvania. He's one of our 
elected officials up here. And uh, Mastriano has been attached to it. Mm -hmm. I personally think he is a cult leader. Um, And I'm not just saying that because Joe's running against him. And, you know, obviously I support Joe. But Mastriano legit looks like a cult leader, like looks and acts like one and he should be he should be barred from running for governor because of his involvement in january 6. i mean whether you believe trump was in in you know initiated or instigated or whatever you know i really that i feel like would need a lot of evidence to kind of go down but there's people you can actually tie to being there that are elected officials or are seeking to be elected officials that should be 100 and we talked about this a little bit you know before the show but being barred yeah you know people being barred because of their you know previous whatever engagements and different things i personally think scott perry shouldn't be able to run for office again doug mastriano shouldn't be able to run for office because they have been tied to this kind of stuff and it shouldn't be it directly, not like some third hand, not some associated with this organization, which, you know, participated like they were there. They gave speeches, yeah. some of them, and like they should be held accountable for their actions. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they, I mean, there there has been coverage of the, the January 6th. I'm sure that not as much as, you know, um, what happened with you, know, like with Watergate or Iran Contra, there was no, nowhere near the, the type of uh coverage that that happened they did the the prime time first meeting um but i did see a interesting article where they said that six and ten americans think that trump should face some charges related to january 6 doesn't really specify what charges and i i do think that it is going to be kind of hard to bring him to any kind of justice that if you you know even if you charge him that it's just going to end up like the uh, impeachments, you're not going to get a conviction off of it. Um, it's a lot of wasted tax money, too. I yeah. mean, I, I understand and, and kind of can support the idea behind trying to get him convicted of something so he's not eligible to run for office again. Um, but at the same time, I thought the impeachment process was a waste of time and money. It was, it was just yeah, it was just political theater. Um, it was it was uh, trying to impress and 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 smooth over over things with democratic donors and lobbyists and stuff like that. And it's, it's just a waste of time and money. Like it's kind of like the infighting in the LP. Like there are so much bigger issues we should be focusing on. Like we should not be focusing on debating on the philosophy of the libertarian party. We should not be focusing on bold messaging. We should be focused on doing the messaging, like actually going out there and being, like the the stewards of the actual message because you can sit there like Jacob Wintergrad and talk the talk all you want but if you're not going out there and actually doing it then your words are useless hey has anybody and given yet, him has anybody given him the okay to say the n word yet i don't know this is correct. i i saw that I, I was like what I have so many problems with Jacob on so many levels and I don't want to turn this into a Winograd thing, but like as a Christian, his anarch, whatever Bishop crap thing that he does where he talks about Christianity, like his, we just don't see eye to eye on the interpretation of the Bible and the way that you, cause you know, I, I legitimately, wish him well and and hope that you know whatever he doesn't die in a fire or something but like 
because I believe in the teachings of God. Like you love thy neighbor as would want, you know, love thyself and like, do not judge and stuff. Um, it doesn't mean you're free of your consequences of your actions though. Like, you know, when you pray to God to give me wisdom or, or strength, he's going to put you through situations that are going to make you have to learn wisdom and strength to be able to endure those situations. You know, God, God is not necessarily a, a, a peaceful God at all times. He, he puts you through trials and tribulations. And um, but Jacob like spews all the, this random stuff and then platforms people who are who are making sexual innuendos to 15 year olds and, and platforming people who talk about giving shots to women so that you can sleep with them. And, you know, I don't care how much rhetoric he spews and how much he backpedals on shit. He, I've never seen or heard him in any real context where he's not, you know, trying to like showboat where he's been supportive of the LGBTQ world. If I'm wrong on that, prove to me that's fine but i've sat in a room with this guy and i've heard the things he said with cameras off yeah i've seen the way he treats people i've seen his inability to do work and so like when you've got people like that who won't do anything and need to be have their hand held to collect signatures to get their name on the ballot and have someone else you know stand outside of the polling locations all day and like 30 degree weather while it's raining and support you and you ain't going to show up. I guess you got kids. I guess you got a job. Guess what, bud? I got a kid. I got a job too. I got a lot more priorities and, and, and responsibilities than you. I'm still standing here. It's yeah. called priorities. It's called, it's don't spew one thing and do a whole other thing. Sorry. It's a rant, but good. the accident that happened this afternoon was two doors down from his house. So like I like was in wintergrad mode, like because I was standing right there and having to stare at his freaking house for 20 minutes. <laughs> he can't. And he didn't even come out of hell. <laughs> Excuse me. I couldn't get to the mute button in time. He uh yeah. his house is a cute house. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I will say something about the dead pumpkins that were on the side of his house for like who knows how long like they were there for Halloween fall. And then they were still there at Valentine's day. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. That's gross. And it, it attracts varmints. So like, geez, but no, I back to what we were talking. Like, I think Trump should be charged with something. I, but I also don't want to waste tax dollars to do it. Well, I mean, when you think about it, how much, how many, how many tax dollars did we waste to go through the, Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial. Like you used to, you used to judge, you used jurors, they got paid. Uh, you know, you had to I use a federal courthouse. Like, I guess my problem, my, my, I'm not so much a problem with that because that's not my taxes. <laughs> yeah. Well, because it, it was local, it was Virginia. It was, it was, it Virginia. was Virginia. Yeah, because yeah. I remember thinking that's only a couple hours away. I could go down and see Johnny. D um, but uh, but it was it was local. You know, would I be pissed if it was here in York County? Probably not, because I would get to see Johnny Depp. But <laughs> um, <laughs> but federally, you know, there's so much more stuff that we could be putting that money towards. Oh, on a federal spectrum, you know, we waste so much money with the Department of Education, with ATF, with, you know, all of this stuff. And it's just another thing to waste, on, especially on Trump. Like, let's be honest here. I, I'm done. I'm done. Like, 
I just don't want to see him. I don't want to hear his name. Oh, I know. I don't want to see him. But that, I mean, I see a bag of Cheetos and I think of him. It's just. But, you know, that, that might be the one thing that, you know, the money that we, we use on trying Trump is not used to uh, give tanks to local police departments or, or, you know, uh, fund the ATF or, or border patrol or anything like that. Perhaps there's some good that comes out of the, the, the money that would be used to, to go after him. But again, I just don't think he's going to get convicted. That's, that's the thing. I, I think it'll be a useless effort. I, I think that's my main, like, that's my main sticking point with the wasted. You like, don't get me wrong. I want to see him get charged, but I don't think he'll actually get charged with anything. So we'll go through all of this. We will not have the gratification that we did at the end of the Johnny Depp and Amber turd trial where, where Johnny was found and I mean, and let's be honest, Amber got awarded money, but it wasn't because of what Johnny did. It was what his lawyer did. So yeah. like Johnny won. So in that. we won't, Amber, we won't see that with. Well, Amber won in, in England and Johnny won in the United States. Do they go to like. Round right, three. You know, yeah. Uh, so Pirates of the Pirates of the Caribbean. So do they go to the Bahamas for round three? Like, is this like a, is like a you prize know. fight? You know she's appealing, right? Oh God! Yeah, she's appealing. What's so funny? And because I ticked, my TikTok is covered in it, and my Facebook and stuff. Because you know I'm a 34 year old woman who is obsessed with Johnny Depp. But um, <laughs> he, uh, she's she during the trial was like, I just want to be done with Johnny. I want to put it in the past. Like I want to be a mom. I want to be this. I want to be this. I just want to be done. And then as soon as they lose, oh, we're appealing it. It's like I thought you wanted to be done. Like you are literally like you are the narcissist. Like you are the manipulator here. Like you're proving it even after the trial. Yeah. That you are the problem. But I, I did read somewhere that they were in talks about she doesn't have any money. I don't know how you do Aquaman and not have any money. Anyway, um, she doesn't have any money to pay him what she owes him. So that's one reason why they were talking about going to appeal. And I believe I read somewhere that they were talking about um, Johnny was going to not require her to pay so that they don't go. As long as you don't do another Aquaman movie. <laughs> well, then I also heard, did you hear that rumor? They uh, there was a rumor that they were replaced her. Oh, yeah. um, it there they did like a screening, um, like to like test out like the different movie or whatever. Yeah, and it was apparently allegedly rumor, mind you, that she didn't she didn't screen well. She didn't test well with the viewers. Well, that recast. I mean, after the last, let's just say, I mean, I don't know that a lot of people paid attention to the, the British trial. I remember when it was going on, and just you know, I heard that she had won that that side. Um, but over the last four months, her reputation is in the trash, and I don't know that she recovers to have any kind of career outside of say like a um you remember they used to do like Pineapple the express <laughs> well yeah well outside of doing like a uh you know celebrity house where they put a bunch of washed up has-been celebrities together and watch them behave badly 
I think that's the only thing that that she could probably do in the next few years to kind of. You mean like you mean like a Hallmarky movie, like a no, like no, a no, like movie. Oh. Remember, like MTV used to do these like celebrity uh, homes where you know, like one that one year they had like, oh yes, yeah, and yes. and Tammy Faye Baker. And... Well, I I could also see her only getting roles in like Lifetime movies as the abuser. Lifetime or because we know she can't play movie. the victim. We know she can't play the victim. Yeah. <laughs> now I want to look up the UK. I never followed the UK stuff. Why Johnny Depp lost his libel case in it the was, UK but in the US? Yeah, it's a difference in the British law to prove libel. <laughs> um, it's much harder in the UK, UK to do it, and because he's a. And it's hard to do it in the United States because he is a public figure, but it's a little bit more lenient in the U.S. than it is in the U.K. So it says here, in 2020, Depp lost a similar case in the U.K. in which he sued the Sun tabloid for calling him a wife beater. So he didn't sue Amber, he sued the tabloid. Yeah. Yeah, libel law has traditionally been more favorable to plaintiffs there even leading to libel tourism where plaintiffs sue in British courts to advantage their case. So it is, so it surprised someone debt prevailed in the U S case, given plaintiffs here face a much higher bar for proving libel of a political figure under American law plaintiff in a libel trial has to prove that they were harmed by an entity acting with actual malice, meaning they knew of libel, a libelous statement was untrue when they made it. Yep. Hmm. Heard was not named in the British case. She testified over several days as a witness called by the Sun. They ruled that the allegations were substantially true. Maybe that's why he had everything because of the case in the UK. Kind of set everything up for him. Yeah, they set up like what what the like the process would be, what kind of information would be brought forward, and then you know, because I do it in my custody case. I mean, I'm not giving anything away because we came to an agreement, but like I've tracked everything month to month, sometimes week to week, day to day, depending on you know what's happening at the time, so that if we ever do end up in court, I'm prepared. So if they ended up in court in the UK, maybe his team wasn't as fully prepared. And so he kind of saw the writing on the wall and said, okay, this is what, this is what ducks I have to get in a row and did it and did it miraculously. And, you know, that team, Benchu and Camille Vasquez or whatever her name is were pretty amazing, but yeah, I digress, but I'm going to, I'm going to call it. My throat is killing me and I still yeah, have get the rest. going on. Um, but I appreciate you coming on. It's yeah, nice no having you on. We don't get to talk that often because uh, busy petitioning. So it's usually yeah. just a, hey, how are you? <laughs> and a message. So thanks for coming on. Thanks for not giving all the answers away to the CNN quiz so that I could test me. Um, I did horribly, but that's you know neither here nor there. Um, but guys... Uh, I'm going to let him give a little spiel, but make sure you check out the deep dive yeah. and then final thoughts. All right. So yeah, uh political deep dive is 
every Sundays. We're doing one this week. I think I'm going to do it on taxation. Um, we did uh, Pride Week this past week with uh, Ari Gabrick and, and Tyler Smith from Outright uh, USA. Um, but Sunday nights at 10 p.m. on my uh, – probably the best place to find it is my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash papaduke, P-A-P-A-D-U-K-E. Um, uh, Facebook's been very squirrely for me lately. I've been kicked off. Uh, I've had sock accounts uh, identified and, and uh, kicked off as well. I've got a new <laughs> one called Geronimo Valente. Um, so if you want to find me on Facebook, it's Geronimo Valente. Uh, for another 10 days, and I can go back to my main account uh, as I get out of Facebook jail. And uh, Thursday nights, I do a hockey show, uh, the Thursday night hockey show uh, with my buddy Travis Rednick, um, uh, two West Virginia guys talking about hockey. So. That is not my forte. Don't get me wrong. I love my Hershey Bears. And I like seeing a good fight on the on the on the rink, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to watch the uh, Stanley Cup here in a second. So the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning are trying to get back into the series, although they're getting smacked around by Colorado. So all I know is that I'm supposed to say "Go Capitals." Go Capitals. Okay, all right. I'm a Sabres fan, so that's why I drink. I, I I told Dave I would not take his football team because I'm a diehard Cowboys fan, and he is a Washington fan. I said, but I have no real allegiances to any other sports league. So um, go with what go, go capitals, go nationals. I do like the nationals, um, even though I was born with Orioles and Phillies. And then I forget the basketball team. Wizards. Yeah, I thought it was the Wizards, but in my head I was thinking. You used to be the Bullets. Nationals. Yeah, it was just, which makes way more sense for that area. But. Um, <laughs> Which is why they got rid of the name. <laughs> yeah. I just, and in my head, I was like wizards, but you got the, what is it? The, what, the commanders or something like that now for Washington? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's got, became the commanders. Yeah. Like the commanders, you got capitals, you got nationals. So it's all these like political or historical names. And then you got the wizards. <laughs> <laughs> so it just didn't make, it didn't make sense in my head. Um, they no, should change their logo to Harry Potter. They should absolutely 100% do that. No, my ex-husband's trying to get Ollie into ice hockey. I'm like, this boy has never been on skates before in his life until like a month ago when I took him. Like, he never even took him ice skating to even know if he liked it. And now he's like wanting to put him in ice hockey. And I mean, I assume you know all of this, but I recently found it out. Like, it is expensive sport. Oh, yeah, it is very expensive. It's like $2,500 for the fee for the year, for like the season, plus equipment, plus tournament fees that are not already included, plus travel, plus everything. Like it's an expensive it sport. Ridiculously expensive. Yeah. I mean, especially if you don't live in like, injured. yeah, if you don't live in like an area like Toronto where they've got leagues all over the place so that you don't have to travel to you know new york or something like that for a yeah. tournament yeah that just adds up and and really all sports now have gone so much into this travel team concept rather than having like a you know when i was a kid we had a local little league we had a local young american football league uh there was a local uh, soccer association although it wasn't really big when i was a kid um but it's gotten bigger now but now it's all travel leagues. It's all thousands and thousands of dollars for kids that 
by and large will never go pro or even make a college team. Uh, yeah. You know, the, the amount of money you're investing in that would probably be better if you invested in science lessons, <laughs> things like that. Well, I will say, I will say one of my best friends, she's got four girls and two of them are competitive swimmers, but they're also competitive soccer athletes to the point where one um, is going into her senior year and she's already having interviews or I believe um, scholarships or whatever to play for teams in the, in college. And then her, the, the next oldest daughter, Harley, they literally travel to Florida like two, three times a year so that she can take goalkeeping lessons. They, they like personally invite her to these lessons and like, there she if if Riley and Harley are not on the Olympic soccer team one day, Harley will for sure definitely be on the Olympic soccer team. So there there are a couple, but they're very far and few between. Yeah. Like it it's yeah, it's it's intense and I have no idea how my friend does it, how she affords it. She's a in home daycare provider and stuff. It's it's super expensive. And they do like I mean again, she's got four kids. Riley is a senior. Harley is in 10th grade, I think. Skylar's in like fifth grade. And then Grayson's in like kindergarten. Like it's a wide range and they all do sports. Wow. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know how you, I don't know how you, I don't know how you do this. Even coordinating with one. Yeah. Coordinating schedules has got to be a nightmare. Well, it's, it's, she's lucky now that Riley drives, but anyway, yeah. anyway, we got onto a sports conversation. So go check out political deep dive and then the hockey yep. one that's on Thursday and, uh, and, and invite him into your political world because he's yeah. now, he's, he's agnostic when it comes to political association. That's right. <laughs> he believes in the political system. He just doesn't have a uh, following. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not. Basically, you're, agnostic. you're politically agnostic. That's that's it. So, thank you for coming on. No I appreciate it. I'm going to give my final thoughts, and uh, and then I'm going to head upstairs. I heard some giggling happening, so I it, it was music to my ears. So, Excellent. thank you for coming on. I appreciate it more than yep. I could probably say. Have a good Have night. A good night. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in. It was interesting and fun and dave's a great guy and i appreciate his friendship um so thanks for checking it out uh just a couple reminders to be kind um yesterday was juneteenth and that is an important day and today federally we um celebrated it and we should remember the significance of it this is pride month and we should be accepting of all people for who they are and, and, and how they live their life as long as they're not hurting anyone else. And remember that Stonewall happened. And if you don't know what happened with Stonewall, you should go and educate yourself because that's how we grow as human beings is by learning new. That's why I like doing the CNN quiz and, you know, jumping out of our comfort zone. So until next week, which I'm hoping to have it, um, I have to talk to bootleg. We will be at a carnival doing petitioning, uh, for a week long in the evening. So we will figure it out, but you will still get your Liberty 101 in some way, shape or form that week. So until then be kind to each other, get out, collect signatures for whoever candidate or party has got your vote, or just help other third parties because I did. 
I've helped some libertarian candidates collect signatures because I support those candidates and I support everyone being able to have a voice on the ballot. So I hope you do too. And until next time, have a wonderful week.